Welcome to MMC Radio, brought to you by Maine Medical Center, Maine's leader in patient care, education, and research, all centered around you. Here is our host, Melanie Cole. Prostate cancer is the most common cancer among men after skin cancer, but it often can be treated successfully. More than 2 million men in the U.S. count themselves as prostate cancer survivors. My guest today is Dr. Matthew Hain. He's the medical director at the MMC Genitourinary Cancer Program at Maine Medical Center. Welcome to the show, Dr. Hain. Tell us about diagnosing prostate cancer. Who should be screened for it and at what age? Well, as you know, Melanie, this is an area that uh, is it's fraught with controversy. And um, most urologists, myself included, feel that men between 50 and 70 um, should be offered prostate cancer screening. That should be a discussion between them and their urologist or them and their primary care physician uh, to see if screening is right for them, uh, especially men uh, at higher risk of having prostate cancer, you know, which are men with a, a family history, father, brother, uncle who have had prostate cancer, or uh, African-American men, and both of those groups uh, are at increased risk. Um, we don't think everybody should be screened, but at the same time, that's, it should be something that's available to all men uh, should they want it. What's involved in that screening? Because men typically don't want to come in and see a urologist in the first place. They're not sure what to expect, and sometimes it's even the spouses that shove them in. Right. And the, and the, the, way to, the, the right way to screen men for prostate cancer is two things. One uh, is a prostate exam or a digital rectal exam uh, to physically examine the prostate. And the second is uh, currently a blood test, the prostate-specific antigen test, or PSA. Um, both of those things should be done together um, to sort of maximally make screening a good process. So then what does the PSA mean? What are those numbers? Because we hear the numbers and sometimes that changes. What is the PSA? So the, the PSA, this prostate-specific antigen, is a molecule that floats around the blood. It is made by the prostate and it is it tends to be uh, more elevated or to uh, go up more quickly in men who have prostate cancer. Um, and the, the issue is that um, prostate size and other conditions of the prostate can impact the PSA level. And so, therefore, not everybody with a high PSA has prostate cancer, and not everybody with a normal prostate PSA doesn't have prostate cancer. And so, w when that PSA is abnormal, that's when the discussion with the urologist is very important uh, to see who may benefit from further testing, um, such as a biopsy or other things, to, to, to help diagnose the cancer. So besides PSA, are there other tools in your toolbox to diagnose? What happens if the PSA is a little raised and many men have BPH as they get older anyway? So what do you do if the PSA is elevated? I mean, typically for a man who has um, a, a, an elevated PSA uh, then in uh, a, a normal prostate exam, we don't find anything uh, suspicious we'll have a discussion with them about a prostate biopsy to help figure out what's going on. Um, other tests that can be done in lieu of a biopsy, um, you can do what's called a free PSA, which is a variation on the PSA, and the level of that free PSA test can help steer you in one direction or another. Um, there is another blood test called the Prostate Health Index uh, that can help do the same thing. There's a urine-based test called the PCA3, and all of these tests, tests aim to uh, sort of risk stratify men with regards to their personal risk of having prostate cancer. But the only definitive way to know is to have that prostate biopsy. So then 
What do you do if you diagnose somebody with prostate cancer? There are so many treatments, and we can't get into all of those today, but I would like to talk about monitoring, watching the PSA, watching to see if cancer recurs or grows. What do you do, Dr. Hain? And so I think what you're alluding to is what we call active surveillance, um, which is a way to closely monitor and survey men who have low-risk prostate cancer or non-aggressive prostate cancer. And active surveillance is a way to avoid over-treatment. Not everybody, not every man with prostate cancer needs to have an operation or needs to have radiation or some other form of treatment. Many of those men, in fact, most men with with low aggressiveness, low-risk prostate cancer can be monitored by the urologist um, to make sure the cancer doesn't, uh, doesn't get worse, doesn't spread, um, and then put their lives at risk. And we do that through a combination of of checking PSAs over a period of time, um, repeating prostate biopsies at intervals, usually once a year initially. And then what we were, were, were adding to our program here is the use of prostate MRI and possibly uh, MRI ultrasound fusion prostate biopsy to help uh, closely survey these men on active surveillance. Tell us about that. Uh, and so, so what that is, is the prostate MRI is an MRI of the prostate, just like you get an MRI of some other, some other organ. The MRI is very good um, at identifying lesions or growths within the prostate um, that could represent more aggressive cancer. Uh, one of the issues we run into with a standard biopsy is we biopsy the prostate somewhat randomly, and we may not hit every area um, of concern, and the MRI can help us find uh, growths or tumors that we may have missed. If a patient has an MRI and they find a, a, find a growth uh, on the MRI, then, then those MRI images can be um, synced up or fused to the ultrasound we do in the office. And that way, when we do our repeat biopsy, we can very precisely target the abnormal area uh, and make, and if, a, if a, and there is an abnormality found on the MRI, and it's particularly concerning that patient can have an 80 or 90% chance of having an aggressive cancer there, and we want to find that. And I know, Dr. Hain, it, it is based on certain staging that you would do for the prostate cancer, but if you're keeping an eye on this, how often would somebody have this MRI, or how often would they have their PSA checked to watch? You know, the, the active surveillance protocols vary uh, depending on where you are. At, at Maine Medical Partners, Maine Medical Center, we, we are checking PSAs every six months for patients on active surveillance. And we typically get that first prostate MRI and possibly fusion biopsy about one year after the initial biopsy. Uh, and then subsequent follow-up um, is kind of dependent on, on what we find the next biopsy. So it's it, kind of individualized for each patient. But uh, initially, it's a a PSA every six months or so, and a repeat biopsy and MRI at about a year. Is it more important, if you look at the number, the the PSA, if it's high, or is the rate of rise, if you're watching it rise up, which one is more important to keep track of? Um, You know, they're both, and they're both important. Um, Prostate size can affect the overall PSA level. Um, and what you you know the the rate of it of change, which we call the PSA velocity, if it's going up rapidly, that can indicate that something's changing. People have gone back and forth and studied this, uh, and some believe that the PSA velocity is very important, and some people believe the PSA velocity is not useful at all. Um, so it's 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 not easy to uh, generalize one or both of those to each patient. It, it 
kind of requires the urologist sitting down with the with the with the man and going through the numbers and and seeing if there's an area of concern there or not. Um, so that I, I'm not really answering your question, but they're both kind of important. Um, but there's no neither one is the smoking gun that will tell you all the information. So what's on the horizon? Do you think for prostate cancer diagnosis and monitoring an existing cancer? What do you see on the horizon? Well, I think, you know, truthfully, the prostate MRI and ultrasound fusion is is the current state of the art for men on active surveillance and for some other men who may uh, have ha- have high, have a high PSA who have had a negative biopsy in the past and we're trying to make the second biopsy better. And so prostate MRI and this ultrasound technology uh, is fairly new and um, is gaining some wide, you know, spread acceptance and adoption. And, and so that's kind of the here and now. What what will go I think improve going forward is is better molecular and genomic testing of the prostate and of the potential prostate cancer to try to precisely identify which men are at risk of the cancer getting worse and progressing and the cancer spreading. And that way, say for example, a man has a prostate biopsy and they do particular molecular or genomic testing, we may be able to tell this patient your risk of it getting worse is 5% and you can feel very comfortable about about watching the cancer as opposed to a guy who has a risk of the cancer getting worse at 50% and he'd really want to think about active treatment. I think that's where it's going, genomic and molecular testing uh, in addition, you know, to this MRI technology. In just the last few minutes, Dr. Hain, give your best advice to men who are of the age to get screened or have been diagnosed, why they should come to Maine Medical Center for their care, as Maine is the first hospital in Maine to offer the important tool that we've been discussing, the high-tech prostate imaging. I I think what we can offer at Maine Maine Medical Center is not just the MRI and the ultrasound technology, which I think is is wonderful and is a big step forward for for these men, um, but more importantly, we can offer comprehensive prostate cancer care. Uh, we have uh, a genitourinary cancer navigator uh, named Tracy Robbins, who provides great unbiased recommendations and information for men with prostate cancer. We work closely with our radiation oncologist, uh, who deliver radiation for prostate cancer, and the medical oncologist as well. And so you're not just coming to MayMed to see the urologist, you're seeing in, in either a physical or a virtual way, the whole team. And, and that way men can make informed decisions about their prostate cancer treatment. What, what we really like to avoid is, is treatment regret. We want men to be uh, well-informed, to be engaged in what we call shared decision-making, uh, to allow them to make the best personal decision for them uh, for their prostate cancer and their situation. What great information. Thank you so much, Dr. Hain, for being with us today. You're listening to MMC Radio. And for more information, you can go to mmc.org. That's mmc.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.